We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Het Knight. And on the web, because we're still quarantining, we're still sheltering in place. Hopefully we eventually can see each other again. <laughs> I miss you, Freddy. <laughs> but I got my boy, Freddy. So always staying spoopy. Always staying spoopy. Spoopy forever. Spoopy always. boys. Spoopy bizoys. Also known as Nighty Night. Uh, David's not here right now. David uh, was not able to make it today. He's moving some stuff around in his house and all that jazz. So, uh, David, you are in our spirits. So, nightly, we'll see you on the next one. But we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. You can support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife and that's night with a what? K. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. Now, our featured film that we're talking about tonight is Fade Alvarez's Don't Breathe. <gasps> First and foremost, man, thoughts. I loved it. Um, I haven't seen it in such a long time that it was very fresh Same. and very new to me. I right. forgot how stressful this movie is. It's very, <laughs> uh, yeah, very suspenseful. I would say that. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, definitely they have really good film tactics in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the camera foreshadows a lot. The acting is spot on. Um, I would say maybe the end is where it's not the best ending or there's a part where I, I wish it ended, but it kept on going a little bit. Um, besides that, yeah, definitely a great movie. Great watch. I was very entertained from the very beginning shot to the last shot. So I have no real complaints about this movie. Is it perfect? No, but is it pretty good and well thought out? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I love this movie so much. I I really, really do. Like I, I I remember seeing, I've only seen this movie once before and I've always wanted to see it again. Yeah. And um, when I watched it, I watched it back in 2016. Um, and when I watched it, I was just like, I, I remember seeing it in theaters. And wow, what an experience it was watching it in theaters. Because of the, the, the sound effects, the noise that you get from the sound of them breathing. Right. And, and the panting and the footsteps and the score. Everything. And Stephen fucking Lang, man. God what a damn. He was like, dude, he's amazing. Right. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, but when I remember seeing this movie, I was just like, man, this movie was actually a lot of fun. And I remember watching it with uh, with uh, a couple of my friends. And um, when I watched it, 
I was I was a little taken back by it because I remember like how open the ending was, where it's just like sounds like we're gonna get a sequel right. kind of thing. And it felt like that, like it really felt open like that. And they probably could have made one. Like this movie didn't do like horrible in the box office. Um, no, it did and, really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And initially it's Sam Raimi. So like I'm sure Sam Raimi would have been able to scrounge up some pennies from his Marvel days to make that happen. So um, it, I feel like this is definitely possible right. to have gotten a second one. I don't know if Fede Alvarez didn't want to do a second one. Or, or I know what, there's but... always been talks about having a sequel for it, and maybe it's still in talks, maybe, but maybe this is definitely yeah. one of those movies where they could have done it, but at right. the same time, I'm happy it's a standalone movie as well. Me too. Which is kind of why I didn't really like the ending being so open, but... Oh, sure, sure, sure. I know there's an alternate ending where he's at the airport, too, trying to get her, and that's interesting enough, too, but I was like, oh, that's a little right. pushing it even too much. But. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. Yeah. Because um, I, I know, like, a, a few a few things, like, a few, like, counter-reactions that I kind of had to that ending um, where I see it on the news, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's pretty wild. Um, I wonder if there's more movie left or whatever. Um, but I do like the fact that it still feels like she kind of got away Right. Like like she she he doesn't technically know her plans and I don't know how he would find them out. But right. um, I mean, he was a war vet who initially kidnapped some girl. So who was right. who's also blind. So it, 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 it's possible. But um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I just thought I, I really, really enjoy every aspect of this movie and um, like everything from the way this movie is filmed right. to yeah. how like, cause like this movie's filmed absolutely beautifully. beautifully. Yeah. And it's, it's so gritty and, and something about it just makes it feel, feel not real, but like, like it, it makes us feel submerged. That's, that's actually exactly what it feels like. It feels like we are there with them. Absolutely. And Couldn't agree more. Like there's points where, you start off with these group of people who are fucking assholes, except for Alex, who seems to just be doing this because he likes a girl and because he doesn't probably have to do this. Like he, he seems like he's not really getting that much benefit out of this. Um, but he's doing this because of, uh, Rocky mainly, uh, cause he wants to hang out with her. And that's right. like, that's probably like his only means of being able to hang out with her is to, be this kid whose dad owns an alarm company therefore he has keys to people's houses um so yeah i felt bad for I that thought, kid yeah i definitely feel bad for him especially like it's just kind of one of those things where it's like you're running around with the wrong group of people right kind of thing and it definitely seemed um, like she was even using him and knew that he liked her oh yeah and used that to her oh, yeah. advantage which was sad but for sure it is what and, it is like it it I don't know. Like that was my only main complaint was like certain character choices where the character choices just seemed, I don't know, just, they just seemed a little, um, unrewarding or unfulfilling, unfulfilling. That's a better one. Um, sure. but I love, I love, actually, I really love Rocky's character. I love, um, Stephen Lang's character, even though he doesn't have a name. Um, and I, I, I just love every, every ounce of that. But, um, before we get into the plot, everybody, let me announce that this is a new month, you know, so we we just finished 
with our Dead in the Sun month, which was a lot of fun. That was all of our summer horror oh, films. Yeah. We had a lot of great films that we watched through there, um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a, had a slasher flick in there, which was our first slasher, so that was fun. Um, but uh, this is a new month, and this is the month of July, obviously, so, you know, happy Independence Day and all that shit. But this is our home invasion month where it feels like a lot of people are going on vacation and doing all of that. So I just found it morbidly appropriate for us to have a home invasion month for July. But this month is dubbed because I know you guys like the dubs names is dubbed. You're not safe here anymore. Fucking love it. So by all means, this is the first start of starting with that. We're going to start with Don't Breathe, and we have a nice, fun list of movies that we kind of have going on along the list here. Um, and also, Freddy will also be taking part in one of his own hosting pretty soon. So be on the way hey. for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't have much else to say about this movie. I, I, I love it. I, 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 have so, I have a lot of fun with this movie. I, I, I find it so so interesting and so detailed and um it just feels it just feels like a ride. This and is this, this such movie, a fun movie. I feel like it's one of the movies where it's like if you want an adrenaline rush and get your feet wet in horror and not be like super scared afterwards, watch this movie. Yeah. I, I could say that for most home invasion movies though. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, but this I, one's like, I feel well like that's done. like the case for that. This one's really good. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a huge I'm a sucker for home invasion flicks, mainly because like I I, I find them to be, I, I don't know I find them to actually be quite scary because it's just one of those things like if someone were to break into your home, like how would you react, kind of thing. And oh, for sure, we can. Cl- we can claim how we would react, but how would we react really in that situation where this person is who broke into your house literally is probably prepared to uh, be violent. And that that's a scary thought, right? Like it, it's because it, it, you don't know, like you don't know the strength of this person. You don't know what right. type of weapons this person has. Um, and, um, it's things like that that can be a little a little frightening, and that's why I find this uh, these types of movies very interesting, especially when they add on um, a certain a certain uh, I guess extravagant type of flair to it, where someone has some type of accessibility need. Like I find that very very fascinating. Like right. how we have this person who's blind, but yet he's a fucking badass. <laughs> like so, it's like. Things like that that just makes me think about it. And I think I have another movie on this list that is very similar in in some veins. I think I wanted I think I did this on purpose. Was that hush? Um it, it's hush, yeah. So yeah. I did this on purpose where we started off with someone who is blind and we're ending with someone who is deaf. So I, I initially kind of set that up um on purpose there. Um but we'll announce the other the other movie um after the end of this episode here. But let's go ahead and jump into the plot. We open to a panning shot of our protagonist, Rocky, being dragged down the street by a man. The camera creeps slowly towards her face. Um, We get a quick back shot of the man's head and title. And right off the bat, the sound in this movie just incredible. Right. And I I remember 
the veracity of all of this. Um, oh, excuse me, everybody. I forgot. I forgot the the beginning portion here. Uh, don't breathe. Directed by Fede Alvarez, released <laughs> August 26th of 2016. A runtime of one hour and 28 minutes. A budget of $9.9 million. Not a huge budget, but a nice, decent-sized one. Yeah. Um, a box office of $157.1 million. Hey, wow. 15 they times definitely could have made a sequel. Oh, for they sure. Definitely could have made a sequel if they wanted to, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm, I'm with you on that. And a score of 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, you know, I messed up. I messed up there mainly because I already um, already had a, a section highlighted, and I usually only do that when I need to jump back to a spot so I know where I left off. So that's why <laughs> I did that. So apologies for that, everybody. But. Yeah, it is what it is. Podcasting, it's a thing. Uh, cut to Rocky's and Money's voice beyond a door, telling Alex to hurry up and get the door open. Rocky starts mockingly counting down from 20 while Alex is trying to shut off the alarm that is sounding off. He gets it off and gives them instructions on the things that they can take from the house. Money quickly brushes him off and they start doing their home invas- invasive business and stealing shit. <laughs> um... Montage to all of them taking shit, breaking shit, trying on clothes and shit, masturbating their shit until Rocky falls to a bed with a sigh of comfort. And camera work is uh, phenomenal in this too. Camera work is so well done because it like track after slowly track tracks. Track. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It's very, very well done. And, and and what makes this amazing is that this is very different of a take that we see from uh, Fide Alvarez's remake of. Uh, of um, gosh, probably like another name, Evil Dead, right? Um, because you you get those tracking shots, but they're moving really fast and really close um, to actually our same character here. Well, our same actress J- Jane Levy um, playing Mia, and I I kept typing in Mia on this, <laughs> and I was like, why am I thinking of Mia? Like, is her name Mia in Evil Dead? Like, I can't remember. So I looked at him like, yes, her name is totally Mia, so I know her as Mia. Um, by the way, Jane Levy, if you ever listen to this, please come back to horror. We miss you right. so, so much. She's so like good your at it. show is so fun. Like I really enjoy your show, uh, the playlist show. I'm blanking out on the name of it, but please come back to horror. You were such a fun scream queen. <laughs> like you were amazing. Please come back. Please, please, please. We miss you so much in the horror genre, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I just kept calling her Mia over and over and over again. And it, I, had to kind of go in here and edit out all the portions of where I called her Mia. So <laughs> it happened, but, um, she's, she's a great actress. She's fantastic. Right. No, she killed um, it in this. And evil did. dead. Definitely did. Definitely. Oh, 100% in evil. Dead. <laughs> Kills it in that too. Would you, would you guys be down to watch? Oh, I can't ask David, but would you be down to watch that? Uh, sure. Yeah, of course. Fuck. The remake, the new one. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. And that's a movie I, I don't remember. Love, I would love to honestly just do all four of them where yeah. we do The Evil Dead, The Evil Dead 2, which is one of my favorites, and uh, Evil Dead Remake. Or no, Ash versus Evil Dead, then Evil Dead Remake. That's what I want to do. Like, I want to do that. And I feel like Ash we should just have a Ash versus Evil Dead show. 
Oh, no, no, no. That's too long. <laughs> that's too long. <laughs> we would get canceled. But uh, Alex tells them that it is time to go reset the alarm and smash the sl- and they smash the side sli- uh, sliding window with a rock before running off. Our thieving crew are in the car while a ladybug is crawling on Rocky's hand. Alex mm. asks ask her if she was if she has heard that the Kopeckis are moving away. She tells him that everyone is leaving and money chimes in by telling them what uh, uh, tell, telling them that if they keep hitting houses the way that they are, they can leave Detroit and um, head straight to California. Um, Alex is taken back by it and right. he asks her if she's planning on leaving and she tells him as soon as she can. And you could tell, like, at this point in time, like, this gives us a lot of story. For sure. Of, of what's kind of going on here, where money is probably wanting to start some type of dream in California, and Rocky just wants to get away, and Alex is fairly content because his father lives there. Right. right? So, like, you, 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 get, you get a lot of story from this one particular moment in this movie, and I think it's very, very well done. Yeah, you could tell um, he's definitely there just for her. He doesn't need to do this. He doesn't want right. to do this as much as the other two want to. As, as they do. And yeah, the but, only but they, reason... have a, they have a goal, right? Exactly. They have a dream. So, they want to get out. They want to escape their reality and go to California mm-hmm. where dreams are made and stuff like that, too. Right. But, and yeah. it's, it's, it's one of those things where since they have a goal, Alex doesn't. Alex doesn't have a goal. Like Alex doesn't really have an end goal here. His main goal is to just hang out with Rocky. Rocky. Which yeah. um which gives him that more innocent side, right? Where he's just like he's kind of the he's kind of the 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 dweeb in the group, right? Like where more money tries to act all hood or whatever when money in reality is the guy who is probably the soft one. Um but you know, hey, whatever. Uh, he asks her when she is coming back, and she tells him, "Quote never." Man, she she's like not trying to stay there. Rocky tells Alex that he he should come with them, and de- and um he declines, saying that his dad is here. She ends with, "Quote I'll miss you then." End quote. And that was it. I was just like, "Well, wow, right. shit." <laughs> Cut to Alex going inside his house. Once inside, he's calling for his dad, asking him, asking or calling for his dad, seeing if he's home uh, before heading inside of his dad's office. He goes inside, grabs the key inside of the lamp, opens a drawer uh, to put back the keys from the house that they just looted. Money gets gets out of the back of a van, counting some cash that he got from their hall and passing it along to a man named Raul. Money, disappointed with the amount, asks if this is all that he can give him. Raul tells him that it is, min- it is minus his 40% that he also takes. Money tells him that there was a Rolex in this hall, and Raul jokes about that, uh, jokes about that, and asks him if he knows how much people would pay for a hot Rolex. <laughs> Raul continues telling him if he wants money, then take money. And I was like, that's actually quite the statement, right? And um, I even put here, this is actually really inter- interesting since his name is also Money, right? Um, and I and I was even thinking like this possibly is a, a type of foreshadowing here. Correct. Of um, if you want money, take money. Where it, it's, it, I mean, that's exactly what happened, right? Like he he went to go take money, and he literally got his life taken 
So uh, I wonder if that was just a clever way of adding that foreshadow because it was, it and was I could very, totally very see that. well done. I could totally see that because even, well, we'll talk about it later in future scenes, but the yeah. camera foreshadows a lot of different scenes that's going to happen Absolutely. later on, which I loved. But absolutely, like I said, this movie is very uh, well thought out. So I wouldn't be surprised. The camera work is very thought out. I'm sure Rocky has some underlying meaning too, of her character as herself. But yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you you can tell like it's probably like a Rocky lifestyle, or uh, maybe it's maybe it's it's just like a uh, like trying to get your foot in footing or things like that. But I found it interesting that those two had nicknames versus alex um and i i found that very very interesting that since those two had very meaningful nicknames and granted rocky was short for rochelle but at the same time it's it 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 just had such a classified meaning well um for me at least now that you just said that i'm thinking about like mm -hmm. they're the ones that are trying to change their life their identity where he's content with his identity and keeping himself the same so maybe he doesn't get the nickname he chooses to be himself so absolutely that's a great thought great thought um he asked him if he wants the new tip or not and then we cut to money telling rocky and alex about the house on 1837 buena vista street and how his house belongs to Alex's dad's security company. Now, before everybody, we uh, started kind of getting into this. Uh, Freddie brought up a really, really, really cool and interesting point before we started recording. Um, Freddie, do you mind filling the folks in on how clever the 1837 Buena Vista Street is? <laughs> well, as a blind man living on that street, it must be a shame to live on Buena Vista because in Spanish, that means good vision. That is so fucking cool. Like, yeah. I, I think that is that is so interesting and so well thought out because I th- they show the name of this street three times. Yeah. And they say the name of this street a few times as well, including the end of the movie. So, like, I I had to I, like there had to have been a meeting to it. And I, I just wasn't placing two and two together. I mean, granted, I don't speak Spanish. So, so thank you for uh, being able to articulate that for us. Claro que sí. Oh wow! Ah, c c c c c. Yes, yes. The person living in the in the house is a lonely army vet whose daughter was killed by uh, getting hit by a, uh, by a car from a rich girl whose family paid him off. Money excitedly tells them that there is about three hundred thousand dollars in the house. Alex reminds them that they don't take cash because it's a, it is considered major larceny once they take over ten thousand dollars. If they are caught. Rocky says that they won't get caught, but Alex continues saying that this will bring a huge co- a huge cop presence and this will also get his dad involved. Money cuts him off and saying that uh, he knew he knew he would bitch out his words, not mine. And Rocky chimes in telling Alex that if they do this, they will never have to do it again. Alex stands up. Rocky asks, where is he going? He tells her that he is not doing this one and walks off while walking away. Money yells for him to give them, give them the keys and that they will do it instead. Um, and Rocky is calling, calling for him to come back. And now with Alex alone on his bed, receiving a text from Rocky saying, quote, I need, I, I need to get out of here. Please do this for me. End quote. He shakes his head at his phone and grabs his computer searching the location, finding the article about the six-figure settlement that was reached from the Roberts family. Alex um, is now thinking about it a bit deeper. 
And I even put here, uh, when I first watched this, I remember rooting for him not to go with them. And um, I was even think, thinking like, well, maybe I I'm, I'm, might be a, a bit of a goody, goody two-shoes, but I was just hoping that he wouldn't go with them. And because right. I liked him, I liked him a lot. And like he, he out of everyone seemed like he actually had a, like some type of different kind of future. Right. Um, and I felt bad for these two. I really did. But at the same time, uh, they uh, money says something that really takes us home very very well so i'm gonna wait cut to rocky and her little sister diddy at home rocky is cleaning up the kitchen asking diddy if she is done eating while her mom ginger and her boyfriend trevor are on the couch watching tv ginger asks her to get a pizza rocky ignores her by asking if trevor is living there now and she tells him she tells him she tells him that he or she tells her that he is there for a few months until he finds a new job she grabs for she Grabs for her mom's wallet and tells her that she doesn't have any money in there. Ginger tells her to pay for it for uh, pay for it herself, um, since she knows that she's making money. Mm. And um, I even put here, I was like, "Yeah, if I were in that situation, I would try my best to try to figure out how to get out of there too." Oh, for sure, it's a fucked up situation. Even and the mom, especially for jeez. Say again. I was saying even the mom was really rude to her. I was surprised because usually it's oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, there's the new guy who's like an asshole that the mom's dating but wants to be with him. But no, they were both assholes. Yeah. So I mean, I, Trevor didn't really talk, but. That's yeah, true. He, but you could tell. But still, <laughs> you could tell, yeah. Yeah. I mean. He's going to be there for a few months? A, Come on. <laughs> yeah. Of course he was an asshole. He had a fucking swastika tattooed onto his hand. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, uh, Rocky throws a wallet back on the counter and Diddy tells her that she is done. While Ginger proceeds to mock her on getting all of this money from sexual advantages, Rocky in, in ignores her and goes over to Diddy to tell her that they are both going to go for a walk. Her and Diddy share this incredibly sincere conversation about how life can be unfair, and it's so sad. Like, when she talks to Diddy, then yeah. that that moment is where you kind of switch gears and you're just like, fuck, I am rooting for you to get the fuck out of here now. Um, but, hey. It was a uh, very necessary scene to know what her absolutely. main motives are. You yeah, can tell absolutely. Like, that's why you want to leave. That's why you want to do yep. it so bad. Makes yep. sense. Absolutely. Rocky's phone goes off and it is Alex agreeing to doing the job. She looks back at Diddy and tells her uh, that there is surf in California because that was a part of their conversation. She was like, I want I want to be a surfer when I grow up. I thought that was so cute. <laughs> but... Uh, Proceeding to tell her that they both can move there together, Diddy agrees, um, and they do their extremely cute handshake before we get to the trio driving to Buena Vista Street. And the streets and homes are all types of messed up, and, and they're focusing pretty heavy on this, right? Like, they're, they're showing the, dil the dilapidation behind the streets, behind the homes, and they're making it very clear that no one lives in these homes. Right. This dude lives on the street by himself. So, like, no cars on the street or anything like that. But they really hammer that home when 
Money goes over to an area where he is keeping a GoPro for surveillance of the house and heads back to the car. Meanwhile, Rocky and Alex are in the car and Alex asks her about uh, the new, her new tattoo that she got on her wrist. And it's a ladybug. And he asks her why that. She tells him the story about her dad leaving her and her mom. Her mom would tell her that it was all Rocky's fault and Rocky would cry because she missed him that much ginger got so fed up with her crying she would lock her in a trunk of a car sometimes for hours but one time a lady a little ladybug flew in and through a hole on the trunk making her feel safe and goddamn Mm. like the ladybug references i think are absolutely fantastically done right um and we get three of them and i think they're just so so well done kind of her uh i guess guardian angel in a way Right, absolutely. Um, Alex Alex tells her if they get this money, he will go to California with them. Money comes back into the car, showing showing them the video, letting them know that nobody are, comes on the streets, meaning no cop cars. Uh, he also mentions that the guy living in the house never really comes out, and that they do it while he is still in the house. While they are talking about grabbing chloroform, a dog jumps up on... Um, jumps up to their window, barking at them while Money and Rocky are trying to get the dog to go away. But it continues barking until the dog is whistled over by the blind man. Man, like this, that first initial scene that you see him, it is quite shocking because like he looks very frail. He looks um, feeble. And uh, this reminds me of... um, Actually, this kind of reminds me of like Avatar: The Last Airbender in a way, and I and bear with me, folks, on, on how I explain this. But uh, there's a scene where uh, Aang has to meet up with the uh, Earth King, and his name is Boomy, and Boomy looks old, dilapidated. He's hunched over, and um, uh, Boomy gives Aang a, a, initially he tells him like you have to choose someone to fight and there's these three big big motherfuckers that come out of nowhere and um, Aang chooses Boomy well Boomy takes off his robe and then he's just ripped like he's fucking shredded and that's initially the uh, focus that you get right. When you first see him, where he seems very dilapidated, or not dilapidated, excuse me, he seems very like, um, like frail, frail. and feeble, um, especially when he walks. Um, it, but they should have known like something, something was, uh, not off, but something was different about him because he didn't walk with a cane, like he he and he was walking down the street. Yeah. So. Like, they should have known, like, like okay, like, he knows, like, either he knows this area really well, which he might, he obviously has lived there for probably years, but he also knows some shit that they don't know. So, Agreed. I don't know. And I feel like this was maybe, I'm just thinking about it, because there's moments where he bumboozles them later on uh, with, like, the core mm-hmm. farm gas and stuff like that. I wonder if he was, like, prepared, because he knows that no one else lives there, and his dog was barking at someone, so he was already hyper aware that someone was watching him. Well, but I don't I th- know. I think it's a, f- I think it's a few things that go with that because one, um, they're driving a very loud car. True. Yeah. And um, on top of that, I think one, the dog barking that is very important, um, and also what I really think that is kind of 
I guess, uh, wraps around that as well is the fact that, okay, the dog's barking and then all of a sudden the dog was barking very viciously and then it just stopped. Um, which right. can mean nothing, right? I mean, dogs do bark and dogs eventually calm down and stop barking. But at the same time, like he knows his dog better than anyone else would. It's his dog. So he would know his dog's behavior, especially when it comes to people. So I don't know. I, I find that really interesting. Rocky and Alex notice that, that he is blind and money tells them that uh, he lost his sight in Iraq from a grenade shrapnel. Um, Alex reassures that this is fucked up to rob a blind man, but just because, <laughs> and then this is what money says, but just because he's blind doesn't make him a fucking saint, bro. Mm, smart man. And, that's what I was kind of leading to where it's just like, even though he's feeble and frail looking, um, when we first see him, when we first get our initial glimpse of him, like that's some real shit. Like he's still human kind of thing. And, um, I don't know. I thought that was really, really fascinating and really interesting. Um, then money tells them that they're uh, hitting this lick tonight and then drive off. And I even put here, I feel, I feel like the, this man now knows the sound of their car. And since not many cars travel on this road, it feels a bit more obvious that um, you didn't belong there. So, right. Um, now nighttime and the three are walking over to the house, but stop to survey the area a bit. Money notices that the lights are off. Um, which, which he suggests that he is sleeping, but Alex reminds him, he's like, he's blind. Why? Like, like that doesn't matter. Um, Rocky assures, assures him that he is probably sleeping because it is 2am. And I even put here, but once again, he is blind. Therefore, he doesn't really have a sense of time and it That's could seem a bit more scattered. And I even put here that I know if I have a few friends who are, um, who are vision impaired and, uh, they literally have to take certain medicines sometimes to help them be sync with night and day. So it's it's super interesting. But yeah, like that doesn't mean anything. This dude can technically think 2 a.m. is the morning and fucking uh, 11 a.m. is nighttime. Who knows? Um, Especially if he's troops... retired too. He can be on his own right. schedule too. Exactly. Um, the ground keeps it moving. Uh, oh, excuse me, not the ground. The group keeps it moving towards the house while Alex throws over a, sp- a spiked treat to put the dog to sleep. Money notices that there are uh, multiple locks on the front door and asks Alec, Alex if he has the other keys to the house. But Alex tells him that he only has the one. Rocky suggests that they try looking for a side door to get in since the dog is fast asleep. They hop over the fence while Money makes makes sure the dog is asleep. It is an... And it is, and Alex goes to check the door. He pulls out he pulls out this remote that will that will disable the alarm before they head inside. Alex gets the door to to excuse me. Alex gets to the door to unlock it, but it still won't open. So Money tries to open a cellar door, but there is a bolt on the other end. Alex tells him that um, he is being too loud and stops him from making too much noise. Rocky sees a window above them without any bars on it and decides to go in through there. Alex resisted, tells her that he doesn't want to make her go in there alone. She rebuttals by telling him that no one is making me go go inside alone. She's choosing to go up there herself. Um, And I was even thinking to myself, I was like, yeah, dude, like it was her idea. Just, you know, like I get it, but right. You know, 
<laughs> uh, he hands her the remote, reminding her that she has 30 seconds to disable the alarm. They help Rocky up to the window, and she breaks a piece of the window to unlatch it. Unlatched, she starts sliding the window, um, activating the alarm box downstairs. When she uh, steps down on the, linone- the linoleum, she steps on glass, carrying, carrying the glass on the sole of her boot until she takes the shard off the bottom of her shoe, placing, um, leaving it in the hallway. Such a good really? uh, mechanic, though. You can like I love it. This is your first sense of suspense inside the house. Was like, oh, he can hear that. Like you're walking with that piece of glass on your foot. Like, right. Like I said, and I love how the, out. yeah, and I love how the sounds like really accentuated. Like, right. Like you can hear the glass like clanking on the on the wood slabs. Yep. The score. Really, really the score well ended. There's no sound at all. All you hear is a glass yeah. chinging on the floor. Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. Oh, genius move. Genius move. She continues searching for the box, t- uh, trying to t- uh, shut it off with the remote. She eventually finds it by the front door and turns it off. Rocky catches her breath and starts looking around the room a bit until she notices a mantle with a woman's picture w- with a woman's pictures on there. Uh, she moves a bit closer and we notice that one of the pictures are upside down. Um, I even put here, even though he is technically um, vision impaired, it, this still feels very unsettling. Like this still feels like, and, right. and obviously it's probably the score really helping this, but it definitely feels off because we're not used to that. We're not used to seeing upside down photos with a clash of right side up photos. Like it just feels weird. Right. Um, so it, I thought that was a really, really well done touch. I feel like um, the way the camera moves when they first enter the house or when she first enters the house, it, Gives a sense of like that um, kind of one pan. Yeah, it it gives a really good. Um, I guess it shows the environment that she's in, that she's in a blind man's house, and they show that with her stepping on the glass and maybe having that being heard, or showing that small detail of a photo being upside down. It just shows the audience what's in the house and how the house could be impacted with their robbery, which is cool and and. Another thing to also point out is that there's very little furniture in this house. I mean, yes. since he is vision impaired, he, he for him it's just more so that's more things probably in his way. Um, so, and since he obviously, well, not obviously, but since he lives alone, he probably doesn't feel the urge to even want that stuff in his home. So, yeah, I wonder. Like, uh, I was thinking about this, and I was just like, I wonder, like, what happened to his wife. Like, that was something that really crossed my mind where like no mention of the wife, just the daughter. That's true. I thought that was interesting yeah. too. Meanwhile, Alex and money are outside waiting for Rocky to open the door for them. Alex is anxiously going up, um, up towards the door and money tells him to calm down because Rocky has already turned off the alarm. Alex whispers, um, that money doesn't give a fuck, but money comes up to him and tells him that he does care then gives him some advice on, quote, staying in the friend zone, end quote. Rocky opens the door and lets them inside, telling them that, uh, to take their shoes off before coming inside. They all do so, searching around the, uh, around rooms, looking for any clues that will um, get them their loot. Where, uh, excuse me. While doing so, we focus on hammers and bells, and Rocky is checking inside of a closet. And I even put here, I love how the camera works with this one-shot yeah. pan from person to person. It's absolutely beautifully done. It Gosh, moves like a character. I'm sure this is what you were talking about. Oh, for sure. 
this where like it starts oh. to foreshadow a lot of different areas of the house and how it's going to be used mm-hmm. later and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. And a lot yes. of movies do this, but they executed pretty well. And this is a one shot track and shot too, which goes, yeah, like you said, person to person, it even goes past, uh, I think it was money. It goes down the hallway yeah. a little bit and then comes back. And then when it moves up to the second floor, it kind of goes through the floor, not even through the, up the stairs. Uh, yeah. Camera work is fantastic. This is, I don't know how many movies this person it's himself made, but you can show he's a good director or he's learned a lot from the evil dead with Sam Raimi because there's a lot of shots like that too. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go over some of the movies that he's, he's gone, um, that he's gone to make, um, after this, but, uh, Alex passes up a door that has a lot that is locked with a padlock to check the alarm system. Um, and once again, I, I want to just focus on everyone's breathing because you hear the their breathing, and this is just so 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 well done, and I, I, I it's just so smart. It's so smart. Um, money calls to Alex so he can check upstairs. Money is upstairs, and you can hear and you can hear the TV on in a room with a little girl talking while the man is asleep in his bed. And by the way, guys, I'm not going to be calling him the blind man. Um, I, I'm I just don't feel comfortable saying that. So I'm just going to be calling him the man from now on. Uh, the camera pans down underneath the bed, revealing a gun. And I even put here, I love how this movie immediately tells him, uh, tells us that, um, this is a badass motherfucker that they're about to be dealing with. I love it. Love it. Uh, when the camera comes back up, we see money coming into the room while the man is asleep. He pours a concoction into the bottle and, uh, and punctures a hole into the bottle, but the man lifts up out of his bed as if he heard something. Fuck. Right. Such a like, good when reveal. When you first too. saw that, like, how was that reveal for you? It's so good because it literally he punctures the bottle and then the next shot is just him standing up or like up on his sitting bed. Sitting up. Yeah, sitting up. And it's it's crazy because you don't think that's gonna happen. Um right. and I've seen this movie before and it got me again this time around because I didn't remember it. I was like, damn, yeah, that's a really good reveal. That's really good, like it's a jump scare, but it's a jump scare that actually works. It's not like a bird hitting a window. It's not like something that didn't matter. It was an actual yeah. threat of like, ooh, damn, did he hear right. me? Did something happen? Like, he's definitely awake now, which is crazy. Right. And, and, and it was a jump scare for us, but it wasn't a jump scare for money. It was just more so like, oh, shit, Let me, I got to be quiet. Right. Uh, money stops right in his tracks to see if the man is going to react to him being in the room. The man turns off the TV and lies back down on the bed. Money drops the bottle down on the ground to release chloroform, uh, covering his face. Um, he, covering his face, he slowly moves back out of the room. Downstairs, money shouts, "Done!" Startling Rocky and having Alex come into the room, asking him, "Dude, what the fuck?" <laughs> uh, money tells them that the man upstairs out co- is out cold. Rocky notices the door with the lock on it, and Money starts getting out his tools to break the door open. He tries, but the but it doesn't budge. Um, Alex asks if if he has something else to try to get the, get it open. Money pulls out a nine millimeter. Alex asks him why he brought a gun. Money tells him that. Uh, they're dealing with they are coming to a war vet's house and that he wasn't going to leave his chrome at home. <laughs> Rocky reminds him that he has never shot a gun before and tells her and he tells her, well, that's going to change right now. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Uh, and that's why I was even thinking like he, he was the one who was uh, pretty much playing a larger role than Alex. Alex was actually himself and you could tell money wasn't really himself. Correct. Yeah. Um, this so, is something like, he doesn't do too. Like he's never shotgun before. He's like, I got to do what exactly. I got to do to get out of here type of deal. Right. It's all and, or nothing and, for him to escape. And even even then, uh, one thing that's also really interesting is the fact that even though he's never shot a gun before, he they, they also make it very clear that like he looks like the person who would try to gangbang or 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 whatever or try to or or just is super shady or whatever. And right. they're trying to give us that cover. And um, when Rocky mentions that, they kind of open the book, and there's just like, okay he actually doesn't do shit. Like he just steals shit. He's not trying. He's like, he's not trying to deal with altercations or anything like that. And he probably doesn't do well with altercations, uh, which we soon find out. Uh, Alex, <laughs> um, Alex tells him that this now gives the man the legal right to shoot and kill them. <laughs> he hmm. grabs Rocky's hand and tells her that they need to go, that they need to go, but she insists that they should stay. She snatches her hand back, and Money t- uh, makes a sly comment about him uh, not being her uh, her savior. Um, then proceeds to silence his shot with uh, on the door's lock. Once the lock is off of the door, Alex looks at Rocky and tells them that he is out here. Then uh, starts walking into the kitchen, or excuse me, not out here, <laughs> out of here. Uh, and <laughs> then he starts uh, walking into the kitchen and grabs his shoes to leave. Rocky makes one whispered call to him while Money gets the door open. The man is standing at the bottom of the stairs and asks if anybody is there. Wow. What another Crazy. great reveal. Holy right. shit. Like, man. Like and, and once again, like you can see the muscles at this point in time, but he's still kind of acting like that frail old blind right. man in a way. He and plays it well. I, I, like he plays it fantastically. Stephen Lang, man, what what a fantastic, fantastic job. I have this theory that like I feel like Steve. I, I don't know if you've seen VFW. Have you seen that yet? Mm, no, I haven't. Like, oh, okay, yeah. uh, VFW's amazing it's made by joe bagos but um vfw is initially about like war vets and stuff like that that um are fighting off kind of these uh okay 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 mutant yeah, yeah, yeah. punks and i i like to think that i saw the trailer uh, like vfw is the prequel to don't breathe <laughs> because he's in it right uh, yeah he's in it yeah um i have they to check briefly, it out it's really fun. It's a fun movie. They briefly are quiet until Money tells the man to just chill and explains that he uh, was wasted and wandered in and he is going to leave. The man is slowly moving towards him, but he steps in, he steps on the lock that was broken off the door. The uh, Money changes his demeanor and tells the man to stay where he is. The man goes uh, for the door and Money closes it, um, cocking his gun, telling him that he knows what is in there and he is not leaving without it. Uh, the man uh, caressingly holding his hands out moving slowly towards money more kind of like a cowering type of way Um, and money's voice starts to break and this is where you now know that the man has the upper hand in this situation oh for sure money's voice starts to break because now money is scared and now it's it's one of those things where uh, the man's down like 
Oh, he's scared of me. I can I can take him. Uh, Money lets off a shot to try to scare the man, but he continues to antagonize him. The man grabs the gun in Money's neck while slamming his body into the wall repeatedly. With an exacerbated breath, Money says, quote, don't make me kill you, man, end quote. But the man still has the upper hand and starts to slowly raise the gun to his face. Money starts pleading to walk out of there alive, but the man asks, Ask how many of them are, are there with him. He looks over at Rocky and tells him that he is it's just him and to let him go while uh, whimpering. The man lets him go only to grab him only to grab him again and shoot him through the chin. So crazy. What a fucking effect this was. One, yeah. this was a huge surprise. This wasn't as much as a surprise as like Ty West um, in the House of the Devil, but this was still a really, really well done surprise. Oh, for sure. Uh, it wasn't as gory as as uh, the House of the Devil. No, either, but, but very effective nonetheless. Definitely the visual. Very effective. Of his like eyeball. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And and it, it, I thought this was a really cool effect of how the velocity of the bullet going through his mouth. Right. Damn. Like his it, like lips were like jiggling from the pressure of the bullet. Fuck, dude. They use wow. slow motion a few times in this movie, but they don't oversaturate it. They actually use it right. very effectively. Like when he shot the yeah. lock, when he gets shot, and then like other scenes when we'll talk about, but... Yes, slow yeah. motion was used very, very well. Yeah, very, very well. It, it, and the, the slow motion didn't feel cheesy either, like how it does in like 300. No, it was but actually like effective. It, it, yeah, it was very effective, very effective. Rocky covers her mouth in pure shock and horror from what she just um, witnessed. She slowly backs away into the closet while the man punches the wall repeatedly from anger. Um, probably not even from anger. It was, it was probably mainly from like, like, fuck, like. Now I got this body on my hands and I got to figure out what the fuck to do with it. Um, meanwhile, Alex comes back into the house to see what's going on because he heard the shot go off. Walking down the hallway, he's uh, he almost runs into the man, but quickly moves on the edge of the wall, allowing the man to pass him. I thought this was so fucking well done. Oh, and this for is sure. in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, but like this still sends chills down your spine when he's walking towards him and he just shy misses him from like running into him oh man we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The man stops to pick up the shard of glass um, that Rocky uh, picked up earlier from her from the sole of her boot. He heads into the kitchen to close the back door and um, put another padlock securing the, uh, the exit slash entry. Alex, still on the edge of the wall, starts heading back towards the living room, but the man comes back towards him. He quickly moves into the bathroom, but that is exactly where the man is also headed. 
Hiding underneath the uh, hand basin, the man starts uh, boarding up the window. Rocky, still in the closet, starts texting Alex to let him know that money was killed, not knowing that he is back in the house. The man finishes boarding up the window and leaves out of the room while Alex is trying to discreetly check his phone. He texts her back asking where is she, and uh, Rocky is slowly coming out of the closet, but the man walks back towards that direction. He goes to a secret compartment in the closet where a safe is, and he punches in the number 2798, um, which I assume is his, probably his daughter's birthday, February 7th, 1998. Probably a good shout-out, yeah. I can see yeah, that. Maybe, yeah. Um, but... Who knows? Um, to make sure all of his money is there. Rocky sees this and jots it down in her memory bank. Alex re- uh, emerges out of the bathroom, notices money on the ground, and tries to hold in a cry slash whimper while heading to the closet. He starts telling Rocky that they um, should call the cops and come clean, but she covers his mouth and tells him to wait. Rocky gets up and punches in the code open uh, to open up the safe and takes the money. Excuse me. Alex tells her that there is more like a million dollars inside of the safe, and she officially agrees that she could get out of get out of there for good. Alex looks out of the closet and notices the door to the cellar is still ajar from the shot earlier. He tells Rocky that the cellar door that leads to the out to outside is bolted from the inside, therefore they might have a better chance of getting out. Rocky starts heading towards the door, but the man bursts through the door, stopping her in her tracks. This is just so much tension in the air here. Oh, for sure. So, so much tension. And I think this is so well done. Completely agree. The way they built tension is fascinating because the tension is built immediately. Well, the thing is, like, they already showed, or, like, the director showed the audience, it's like, I'm going to get you when you're not expecting it. So now we're always expecting something to happen. So we're always on the edge of our seats. So that's another tactic that he used. And he used it for his advantage because scene after scene after scene, we are caught off guard just like the people Mm -hmm. that are in it. So I feel like he killed it. Absolutely. Uh, The man puts a bag over Money's head and starts moving him towards the cellar door. While doing so, both Rocky and Alex are moving backwards, but Alex steps on a creaky slab of wood, causing him to drop the body and point the gun in that area where he heard the sound. And once again, sound is just really, really flawless here. It's just fantastic. Even the thump of the head hitting the floor again. I was like, yeah, it was like, doom, doom. It yeah. was it was so it was heavy. so good. It was, yeah. yeah, it was heavy. Yeah. Um, well, uh, da, 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 uh, they are both trying their hardest to hold their breath so he doesn't suspect them there. Money's phone starts to ring from his bag, causing the man to immediately shoot at the bag from being startled by the noise. He goes down to see where the buzzing is coming from and realizes that it is from his bag and goes back to dragging the body down the hallway. Rocky and Alex take this time to start um, head down into the cellar. They descend down the ladder looking for uh, the way out of the seller alex's phone dies which was one of their sources of light meanwhile the phone the man upstairs uh working on piercing the locks on excuse me on piecing the locks back together um and leaving out of his little workshop area he notices a scent in the air and starts sniffing around the kitchen picking up the uh, shoes of money and then realizing that there are a second pair of shoes rocky's 
boots. He takes a sniff and realizes that there is another person in in his house. The man goes back to check on his safe and and notices that all the money has gone from his is gone from his safe. He lets out a scream of rage and anger, and then we head back downstairs where Rocky and Alex are making their way through. Alex tries for a switch to turn on the light, and while asking if she sees a way out, the light turns on, and a woman that has her mouth um, initially, it's not even like taped, it's like like wrapped. Right. It's it's very interesting. Her mouth wrapped in her, a harness that is rigged to a to a bell system that notif- and notifies the man upstairs by sounding off. Rocky shrieks and jumps out of the way. The man hears the bell goes. Um, the man hears the bell go off upstairs, and Alex and Rocky are both shocked at what they are seeing. And Alex tells Rocky that they need to get the fuck out of here right now. <laughs> when you first saw this scene. Like it, first and foremost, it gave it right. gave me like saw vibes. Agreed. Yeah, I thought about the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, this is very like crazy contraption that he made. Which I wonder how right. he made it, but it's all right. So it looked like it was a piece of um, like one of those parachute. Sure, could be some military lines or like stuff. something like that. Like so, yeah. And it looked like that that was just rigged to a pull system to make that bell sign off. Right. Uh, but she was also handcuffed as well. Yeah. So um, the woman is trying to show them uh, show them something that can provide information on who she is. Rocky heads back over to the woman to see what she is holding up. Alex goes over to her, telling her that they need to get out of there now. Um, she continues to read anyway. It is a piece of a newspaper article ripped up about a woman named Cindy Roberts who killed the ma- killed the man's daughter. She was found innocent of vehicular manslaughter. Uh, 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 yeah, actually, that was right. She was found innocent on vehicular manslaughter. Man, that's fucked up. Right. That's really messed up. Uh, Rocky pieces it together that she is uh, the one who killed his daughter and and Cindy starts nodding her head in agreement. She wants to try and get Cindy out of the uh, out of there. And Alex tells her that they need to get out, get um, out first and then just call the cops to come back for her. Cindy starts pointing at a safe. But they start hearing running above them in the in the door to the cellar opening. The man starts coming down to the cellar ladder uh, slowly, um, but he stops to continue listening on the side end of the of the ladder. Alex asks for the code, but it, uh, uh, puts it in and frees the girl from her contraption um, because keys were behind the safe. And I even put here like, can you like just imagine? being in a situation like that. Oh, for sure. Where you are held hostage for a man who might be, who definitely is, is, is grieving for sure. And I I like to think of this as deranged grieving because he is initially getting payback for the death of his daughter. But on top of that, he's trying to replace his daughter. Right. Literally have her pay him back. Exactly. Which is, yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Uh, they uh, make it to the door, but it is locked with another padlock that is leading outside. Alex starts going through the keys to unlock the padlock, and they get they get it open. But the man is waiting on the other end <laughs> for them. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Wow. How 
so well fucking done. And I like remember that too. I remember that was going to happen. I don't remember him shooting immediately right when they opened too. That's what caught me off guard. It's like, oh, I know he's going to be on the other side of that door. I'm ready for it. And when he started shooting, I was like, I wasn't ready for it. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I forgot about this. I was like, this is great. Yeah, seriously. Uh, he takes a shot, scrap, uh, scraping Alex's ear, another towards Rocky, and one more sounds off hitting Sid- Cindy in the cheek killing her staring at rocky she goes down alex and rocky try to make a run for it but shoots um in their direction forcing them to hide he comes down deeper into the cellar and steps on the blood that is on the ground um he goes down to see who he just killed realizing that he shot cindy the man starts crying holding her and while um calling out for his baby he starts yelling no repeatedly and uh, and has this look on his face of just pure outrage. Like he is like done. <laughs> uh, right. The man closes the cellar uh, door, uh, reaches for a pin, jams it into the keyhole and breaks it into the lock. Um, Alex goes over the keys telling Rocky that they need to get upstairs so they can try to get out, uh, get out through the front door. They, uh, when they get up, the man takes another shot but misses. He goes over to an electrical box and cuts the power. And my they favorite scene starts. Their... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, before, you, before we talk about it, they stop in their tracks without any source of light. And then the camera shifts from darkness to a more of a, not even like night vision. This no, is like, like, a... like infrared. Yeah. Like it's like an infrared but, vision, but but it's infrared so of just like black and white. That's it, right? Yeah. Like initially, to put it in terms for people who don't want to watch this movie and they're just listening to us, um, if you guys have like a ring camera or if you've seen a ring camera or something like that, uh, come on at night without a light source, that is what it looks like. And it's initially yeah. those infrared lights that just shoot off beads of of initially infrared so you can see in black and white and it is so well done because you can tell they are literally in darkness in this moment and they literally can't see you can tell because their pupils get pancake as shit so much and they emphasize on that too and they show it i was like that's great oh so great like such a good concept to like bring them into his world he's like now you're in my world and i fucking rule at my world i know where everything is i was like oh i love that shit good so good and and doesn't he say like now you see what i see uh he says it in the trailer but it's never said in the movie oh that's right that's right he doesn't say it in the movie yep um which is which is fine because it works really great in the trailer he's just like now you see what i see and it's just it's so good so good and it reminds me of what like uh the descent tried to do sure when they when when they tried to pick up the camera which was still fine like it still it still worked for what they were trying to do and it's an older movie um but i just feel like this just fucking took it on a on a scale that we've never seen it before oh, and for i've sure. yet to see anyone do this ever again like he like wow Holy shit. Yeah. This was genre bending. Absolutely genre bending. And I thought it was this was brilliant. And I love how long this lasts as well. For sure. Like, I'm glad I this agree. didn't just last for a moment. Like I'm glad like this is like 
one of the climaxes of the movie. This is like almost third act shit right here. And it's awesome. Um, uh, While wandering around, the man starts shooting at them, causing them to split from each other. Also another genius move because he didn't know where they were. He, He didn't. He just took that shot so they could split instead of running together. And right. I thought that was so genius of him. Rocky calls to Alex and the man takes yet another shot. They keep moving and the man traveling through the area is a mastermind, touching quickly on fans and boards above. Alex is still looking for a way out and touches on a chain, which causes the man to slow down and just stop and listen. Rocky starts moving closer and closer towards the man until Alex calls out to her, causing him to shoot, deafening Rocky for a moment. Alex, trying to catch his breath, gets grabbed by the man from the other side of a uh, like uh, got a shelving unit. Right. Um, and I love this because you actually see like the damage done to his eyes. I would like to say like, that you get a good look. Before we jump into this section, right before that, mm-hmm. right before he shoots after he calls for Rocky, was literally mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite scenes by far in this movie. And it's her not knowing that she's walking right to him. Like yes. she's literally getting closer and closer and closer to him without realizing it because, of course, she can't see anything. And the camera's right. there with her. It's like a POV shot of flipping back to like what she's doing with her facial expressions and her hands and then like pans around to show that he's like right there in the distance, but he's getting closer and closer. He saved her life in that scene. And then he did. It damaged her ear so much because she was so damn close to him. She was so close. I love that. So close. And I love the fact they put that small detail of her ears ringing because she was that close. And that didn't just keep it there. It's like, Oh, I was so close. My ears are not ringing. I love that small detail. Right. It's great. I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And uh, to, to piggyback off of that a little bit, um, when she was walking towards him, I love how the camera actually doesn't show him until she starts kind of getting closer and closer. Correct. Yeah. Because of how pure dark darkness. it is. Yeah. I love it. I love how favorite scene that. in the movie. God damn, Fede Alvarez. You're a fucking genius, dude. Um, the man puts the burning barrel of the gun to his temple and pulls the trigger of the gun, but there are no more bullets. Alex ends up breaking free by dropping the shelf on the other end of the man. Rocky is waiting in the dark and Alex calls out to her and they make it, um, to the cellar door. Once they are back upstairs, Alex jabs the door with money's crowbar. They both notice the dog in the hallway growling at them. And I love how, how, like, just... Nice and easy, this transition was back to just color. Right. Um, so I, I really, really like that. Um, uh, duh, 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 duh. Once they are back upstairs... Oh, I actually got to the part. Alex tells tells her not to run and uh, slowly go to the door and try the blue keys. She heads over to the door, but not able to get, uh, get the door open. Alex tries to calm the dog, um, but the dog charges after him when the man bangs on the door. Alex runs and tells Rocky to run upstairs. They run into a room, but are trapped in there when they find out that the that all windows have bars on them. The man mm. goes back uh, to his room to grab his revolver underneath his bed that we saw earlier, which is fucking awesome. I love how they, they reverted back to that. 
Alex asks for the remote from uh, Rocky and tells her that he is going to try to activate the panic alarm, which will call the cops. She tries to stop him, but he explains that they are going to go that they are not going to go to jail. Uh, because of pretty much all the deranged shit he has going on in his house. The man starts shooting at the door. Um, they, excuse me, the man starts shooting at the door and they notice a vent um, above them. Alex tr- uh, tells her to go and uh, to go inside and she heads inside while Alex is trying to hold the dresser over the door. The man bashes the door enough to get his dog into the room. The dog jumps on Alex, causing him to fall out of the window onto a sunroof over the kitchen. That's the only plot what hole. A fucking scene. That's the only plot hole though. There was bars on that window. And then there was no bars on that window. I was like, Well mm. no no no. There were bars on the window and there were still bars. He broke through the bars. He didn't the break bars through the fell. bars. I promise he didn't. you. No. But it's okay. I let it go because this movie's great. <laughs> the bars disappear well, because they showed the outside shot of him falling backwards and there's no bars. Oh, but you know sure, what? Sure, it's sure. okay. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I don't think that's necessarily a, a plot hole though. Or yeah, yeah, it was um I forget what it's I think called. it was just like a I think it's just like a plot device. Uh continuity to where Yeah, exactly. Um and I think that's just all that was. But yeah, I initially Yeah. Because, um, I mean technically because that would have been my first reaction. I would have just tried to break through the bars. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like 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 I would have broke the glass, tried to break through the bars. And see what I see if I can get out that way first before trying to head into a venting system. Um, Meanwhile, Rocky is still making her way through the vent and Alex is on top of the shattering glass while the uh, while the man is below him in the kitchen back with Rocky to a portion of the vent that drops straight down. She tries to get her balance to go through another portion of the vent while doing so the dog makes its way inside the vent hunting her. She hears the dog coming for her and she drops down the shaft falling head first. God damn ouch. That's a good Ouch. scene too of like just having the dog go in scene. there. It's like cool. Yeah. Keeps the so audience they in constant three... danger. Yeah. I yeah, 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 for sure. They use three different dogs uh for this movie. Interesting. And I think like the dog that was coming in the vent <laughs> and I think this is just a one, another one of those continuity errors. Like the dog actually wasn't obviously growling, like that's all VO stuff, but sure. the um dog was like so excited. It was going through there, and you could see its tail wagging, right. and like it, it kind of had the smile pant on its face. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, my dog does that!" Like, and like I was just <laughs> like, "Oh, I want to hug it." Uh, but <laughs> the sound is loud enough that the man hears it and goes to investigate it, leaving Alex up, um, from above. Alex starts waking up, realizing that he is on shattering glass. He slowly tries to roll off of it, but the glass is splitting even more. <clears throat> the man is is out of the window above him, pointing the gun down at him, taking a shot, hitting the glass, causing Alex to fall back down into the kitchen. Great. Wow. So like, great. Jeez, man. That that moment it just really I don't know. Like that that moment just really just was that was the most surprising moment. Right. You could tell that the the guy has such a great skill set where yeah, being blind does not mean that he can't find you. Like he's super hyper aware. Right. Super crazy. Exactly. This dude fucking goes around his house super fast, by the way, too. 
He goes from place to place and pops out of nowhere. And that's what's scary. Well, that's the thing. Like, he knows like, how to move I, around his house. That's true. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, and this is just like a little thing of mine. Like, if you can't navigate your house in the dark, like, you're, you're doing something wrong. Because that's always, um, to me personally, that's always like something that I was taught as a kid from my grandma. And they might honestly just be my upbringing. Um, because my grandma always has mentioned like certain just things like if someone were to ever come into the house, you know, this house better than them. So if someone were to break into the house, you should know how to navigate through this house in the dark. You should know where all of the weapons are or anything you can utilize as a weapon. And you should be able to navigate around the house completely in the dark. Um, sure. Yeah. And my, my grandma always has taught me to like use the darkness as your advantage. Um, if something like that, God forbid that would ever happen, but, um, if something like that would ever happen, um, that's something that she always taught me. Um, and another thing she also taught me, she was like, it's good to have creaky floorboards. <laughs> Facts. Um, and I was like, grandma, you smart, smart. <laughs> Alex gets up, still trying to press the panic button for the alarm while moving closer towards the alarm. The man is down, uh, down the hall. He takes another shot at him. Alex goes into the laundry room, accidentally making, uh, making money's body fall from his resting place. Alex is trying to hold his breath while the man is trying to listen for him. He takes a, uh, in a breath, which has the man come into the room shooting. Alex uh, hits his wrist with the hammer to drop the gun, but he just starts getting his ass handed to him. Oh, for sure. Like, this dude is just like whooping his ass. He's just like, he, like he hit him with the hammer and it was just like the only thing that did was like just got the gun out of his hand. Right. And I was like it didn't break his wrist or anything. He just started fucking shit up. And I was like, oh, fuck. And I love how they brought back the hammer too, just like the revolver that he has. Like, yes, it all comes together with the camera showing everything yeah. before. It's so great. good. So good. Um, the man grabs the shovel, swinging it around, but missing because of the noise of the washing machine. Alex tries to take this, um, this time and sound advantage to grab the gun that is on the ground, but the man turns off the machine and hits Alex in the leg then puts him in a chokehold. He uh, still is trying to go for the gun and gets it, but uh, but the man throws him back at the workshop table and starts punching him repeatedly in the face. The man grabs the remote, drops it, and grabs hedge clippers and drives them downward, making a connection. Back with Rocky waking up from her very uncomfortable position uh, from the fall, she untangles herself and continues struggling down the corridor. At um at another vent, one back into the one looking back into the house and another looking directly outside. She starts kicking the vent, but the man grabs her through the vent below her, pulling her down to the living room. Rocky is trying to crawl away, but he stumps on her leg. But she is not giving up, and he grabs her and punches her three times and proceeds to choke her until she's completely unconscious. Rocky waves, uh, wakes up in, in the contraption that Cindy was in, but without the mouth covering. <sighs> wow. Like, right. ugh. Crazy. Ugh. And when she wakes up, like, you kind of feel for her at this yeah. point. Like, cause it, it's one of those things where it's just like you're kind of rooting for him because these motherfuckers broke into his house. Right. So... That's what they do a really good time. They make the protagonist that 
antagonists so smoothly. And then they flip it back yeah. and forth because they make you care about everyone. Yeah. And that's so hard. But yet this movie did it. Like, because I cared about, I cared about the man. I cared about Alex. I cared about um, uh, Rocky. There were points where I did give a shit about Rocky. Right. Like, if I were, if I were Alex, honestly, I would have probably dipped. To be honest, they're all assholes. Everyone in this movie, except for they Alex. They really are. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Um, yeah, Alex, Alex died because he was being nice. Um, Alex... Uh, excuse me, panicking, she notices that he is sitting in the corner and starts pleading for him to let her go. She tries to reason with him, but he tells her that uh, she doesn't understand nothing. He continues to tell her that she doesn't understand the bond between a father and a child, and that she uh, should have gone to prison, but rich girls don't go to jail. Rocky tells him that none of this is going to bring his daughter back. He gets up and tells her that isn't entirely true. He continues by telling Telling her that um, Cindy took his child away from him and that he felt it was only fair that she gave him a new one while rubbing her belly. Uh, the man tells them uh, the man tells uh, tells her that she was pregnant with his baby that Rocky and Rocky killed them both. Wow. Right. Crazy. Wow. Oh, man. He gets up and tells her that she uh, needs to um, be held accountable. Meanwhile, Alex is still alive because the man stabbed Money's corpse instead. Surprise! Good um, twist. Alex, <laughs> that was a good twist. That was really good. Uh, I remember watching that in the movie theaters and like some guy yelled out, Yo, what the fuck? He's alive! <laughs> right. Uh, For some reason, I knew he was going to come back, but this time too, I thought he died. I was like, wait. I got confused. For oh, everything. really? I got confused. I was like, I don't remember him yeah. dying this quick. It's like, yeah. damn, okay. And you were right. He didn't. Yeah. Alex gets up, grabbing the hammer from the ground, luring the dog into the laundry room and locking it in. Back downstairs, the man is covering up Cindy's blood with, uh, or not blood, excuse me, body, with black tar like water and closes the lid, then places a set of broken tiles back over it. Alex is upstairs um, working on the front door, and this is what I'm saying. This is what I mean. Like, I would have probably dipped. Like, no lie. Right. I would have dipped, called the cops, and be like, yo, like, you're going to have to just fucking hold, your, hold it down until I can get the cops involved. Last time I saw you anyway, you were in a vent. Maybe you're still in there. Or maybe you're gone. Like, I don't know. Alex is upstairs working on the front door, but back downstairs, the man is pulling out semen. From a, a carogenic refrigerator. So crazy. What the fuck? When I remember the first time watching this movie, I was like, where is this movie going? Yeah. And they're, they're like um, the, the way he films this entire scene, he like emphasizes what that stuff is. That's like 100%. Damn. Like you, you know, in the beginning, you're kind of thinking, like, what is that? But when you get, right. when he opens the lid, you're like, oh, fuck, dude, that's cum. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh fuck, dude! Like, oh shit! Yeah. Like, where where is this movie taking us right now? And um, it's interesting because with all of this that we see, um, it, it's one of those things where, like, you you remember those those memes where it's like out of context, and sure. it's like certain things. Like, and the only way you would understand it is if you watched it. And uh, initially, I think the out of context was. Um, it was uh, a a visually a visually impaired person 
who had a cane um <laughs> and it was like like a porn scene but like not them having sex like them about to have sex and i was like what <laughs> what an odd like list of out of context situations but that was one of them like it's just right. this is definitely if you talk about this movie out of context people will be like wait what happened now <laughs> very interesting <laughs> yes very very interesting um but hey it and the way he does it it's oh my god it's creepy. He's like kind of talking about it and, and uh, it's weird. It's fucking weird. No, I'm talking about the tool um, he uses. Oh yeah. Which we'll get right too. now. Yeah. We'll definitely get to that. But uh, real quick, this reminds me very much of like Stuart Gordon when he did uh, uh reanimator. And um, initially when we get, um, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name in Reanimator, but when we get the the, the scientist in Reanimator, when he is kind of going over the vials and things like that, like this very much reminded me of that. Like he gave me flashbacks flashbacks of that particular movie, right? Like a mad scientist, um, in the way exactly, yeah. Because it's just like, what the fuck? You have your own like cryogenic refrigerator in your house, like like you did some fucking research, dude. <laughs> And and quick, you did research quick because like you you took her recently. It looks like um, he heads over to Rocky and starts pulling this system up while reassuring her that he is not a rapist. Wow, he tells her that he never forced himself onto her, and he promised that he would let her go as soon as she gave him a child. But now she's gone, and he has to start over. The man grabs scissors, and right when she is about to plead, once again, he snips the scissors next to her ear, causing her to be silent. He then takes the scissors and proceeds to cut in an, uh, um, cut around an area of, excuse me, cuts around her crotch area. He goes back over to the semen and extracts it with a turkey baster. <laughs> yeah, Rocky and it zooms in. Like... It zooms in. It and zooms it, it, inside it, it, the tube and you see like a piece of hair and you're just like, what the fuck? It's gross. It's gross. It's super duper gross. It's wild. Rocky frantically mentions that he can't do this to her and he tells her that, quote, there is nothing that a man cannot do once he accepts the fact that there is no God, end quote. He starts walking over uh, to her while she is screaming, telling her that she is young, strong, and will breed well. Gross. Uh, he continues telling her in nine months he will give her her life back. Rocky accepts her fate, but then um, uh, spritz of warm blood caresses her face, and she looks up, seeing the man leaning over her, bleeding, and Alex hitting him with, an ham with a hammer. And honestly, at this point in time, I probably would have fucking caved his face in. Like I would have right. I mean, probably kept going. Like... Uh, uh, at that point, it's survival of the fittest, and you just now overpowered him enough to where you could probably get the advantage. Um, but he doesn't. He drops the hammer instead. Alex gets uh, Alex gets her out of her restraints and starts, and she starts wailing on the man. Takes the tur turkey baser and shoves it down his fucking throat. God. <laughs> and yeah. it's violent. Absolutely, it's violent. It's gross. And she's like, how does that taste, motherfucker? And I was like, fuck yeah, Rocky. Yeah. You, you go, dude. That was a good scene. Fuck yeah. Uh, they take the money. Uh, 
They take the money and Rocky gives her last remarks to the man. Alex tells her that they can't involve the cops now because they will get caught with the cash. Um, the man tells them that they um, that they got what they want and to get out of the house. And once again, he looks very feeble and very frail here and defeated. He looks defeated. Um, but motherfucker was playing a game the whole time because they head back upstairs trying trying the keys to unlock the front door but while alex finds the key and unlocks the door the man shoots him in the back killing him rocky runs out of the front door and stops to tell him that he is worthless outside and i'm thinking to myself god damn stop antagonizing right. this man he is obviously really good at what he does stop stop it stop yeah this was rocky, a good reveal stop. to you this was a good reveal he uh, uh he sicks his dog out for her to start chasing her and he doesn't even say anything the dog just runs out and starts chasing right. her it just goes, it such goes a badass silent scene. they're just staring at each other and you just see the dog run and she's like oh fuck yeah i love that exactly uh um she jumps over a fence stops to look look back while the dog goes uh, to search for another way around and honestly real quick about this scene uh i think this is the same fil- filming location as the beginning of it follows just want to put that out there, possibly because there was the there was the train um, section and that back alley section there. Um, and Joe, if you're, I know you're listening to this, Joe Mertens, if you uh, want to hit us up on Twitter and um, maybe fact check that, because I know you're from uh, you're from Michigan. Um, so by all means, let, let us know, like uh, if if this seems like the same like filming location or something. Um, Rocky uh, makes it to the car, but the dog jumps on her back, causing her to drop her back outside. <laughs> she makes it into the car, but the passenger window is open and the dog tries to uh, tries getting inside through there. Uh, this is some Cujo shit right here. She gets the window closed right in the nick of time. She uh, uh, well, actually not in, not in the nick of time. She's fighting the dog off of the window <laughs> and, right. and she eventually gets it closed. She locks, um, she looks out of the window, noticing the bag on the ground. The dog jumps on the hood of the car and she starts searching for the keys to, uh, and can't find them briefly letting out, uh, letting out her anger. She starts thinking of things that she can possibly do. She heads back to the back seat and moves, uh, moves it down to attach, um, I, I, I call it a, I said a rope here, but just because I couldn't think of the name of it, it's not. It's like one of those contraptions that you wrap around like your tire if you need help um, getting it off. But whatever, I'm going to say rope. And she <laughs> atta- she hooks it to the trunk of her car. Rocky p- um, pops the trunk open in hopes that she can lure the dog in. The dog jumps into the trunk. She manages to get it close and tries to pin the dog behind the seat. Um, but... Um, but little did you know, this dog is strong as shit. It breaks free from the seat and starts moving closer and closer and closer towards her. And this is scary. This is Absolutely. really scary. This dog is like, incredible. I am petrified. Like, I am really scared for her. She punches the dog in the face and um, hooks the dog's collar to the trunk. Rocky gets out of the car and tries to quickly catch her breath and grab her bag. When she gets up, the man comes up behind her, grabs her head, and then punches her in the back of the head, knocking her out. He drags her back inside the house and throws her on the floor. Initially, what we saw in the beginning of the movie. While on the floor, she apologizes to Alex laying on the floor. She notices a ladybug our third one guys on her hand and then it flies away 
And if you guys are thinking third one, when there was only technically two, uh, we have the first ladybug that she gets that flies on her wrist to mm-hmm. let her know that, hey, you can be free as long as you initially get away, as long as you fly away. Sure. Um, and then we get the story of the tattoo of her with the tattoo. And now our third one, which also brings her attention to Alex's hand and she takes the remote um, out of out of his hand and is able to activate the alarm. The alarm is disorienting for the man and he tries shooting around the house, but he misses. Uh, Rocky grabs the crowbar and starts running around, smacking him while she, uh, he is shooting around the room. And I thought this was actually really cool. Like this reminded me again of the descent of when uh, initially she becomes a badass at the end of the movie. Right. Um, so yeah, this reminded me a lot of that. Uh, he runs out of bullets and goes to reload. Rocky is going in to make the final strike, but the alarm stops and she steps on a creek on the floor and he hears her. He slowly starts to turn around before uh, turn around, but she smacks him with a crowbar a few times until he falls into the cellar. This, firing off the gun into his side. This scene really reminded me because I just saw the movie recently uh, of Dr. Sleep when Abra is fighting uh, Rose inside the um, the field the overlook yeah the overlook oh, in her head field. and she's yeah. like kind of like slashing her and like stabbing her and then she finally <laughs> like turns around and grabs her it's like oh that's exactly what happened it's like she's like winning yeah. winning winning the guy like turned around i was like oh that's cool it's like i wonder if yeah. that was seen by this director but i don't know maybe i don't know uh it's possible that mike flanagan may have gotten like little pieces of that from something like this but i don't know man mike flanagan is in a whole different type of class of of god damn it horror film we, director yeah he is fantastic just he is so fucking fantastic like i feel like we need to dedicate a whole month to him because he is just so goddamn we good. should have him on the show i mean we should mike flanagan everyone tweet you're listening to this you know what? I, I'm actually going to put this out in the universe. John Squires over at Bloody Disgusting. Brad Mishka over at Bloody Disgusting. If you guys want to hit him up for us to get him on this show, I would be more than happy to have him here because I need to talk to him. <laughs> I, need I need to it. talk to him. Uh, Rocky closes the door and starts grabbing her bag to get the fuck out of there. She starts he- uh, hearing the police sirens coming towards the area, so she runs outside across the street before the police car pulls up. Cut to black and um and back with Rocky and Diddy waiting to catch a train. It was actually a train station, not a um not a airport for some reason. It was weird because it was like platform uh, yeah. six, and I was like, uh. So are they at the airport or train station? I don't know. It, it was weird. Um, I couldn't really tell, but I, I put train station. So we're going with that. Uh, Rocky asks uh, her what she is drawing, and she tells them uh, she's drawing them on a beach. And God damn it, she is so cute. She's adorable. She's so cute. Uh, Rocky gets up from the table because she hears about the man on the news. The news anchor says that two burglars broke into his home, but he managed to fight them off, killing them both. She also mentions that the man is in stable condition from his injuries. And we see an image of him going inside of a ambulance, completely aware. Rocky, looking with shock and horror at the screen, goes to take her sister so they can catch their train. Then, credits. Wow. Wow. 
That's just exactly <laughs> like wow. Because it, it's just it's something about this movie, yeah, that really hammers it home on how absolutely fucking fantastic like all of this just goes to show of the work that he's been doing right like god damn it i'm surprised i haven't seen this more often because i feel like this movie does have rewatchability as well i feel like 100 you could definitely have this thrill ride happen over and over again absolutely and um i was I, i wanted to mention that he has done a few movies and the last movie that he did make was the girl in the spider web in the spider's web which was like the uh, continuation of the girl with the dragon tattoo. Um, oh, okay. And if I re- if I remember correctly, the girl in the spider we- in the spider's web wasn't that great. If I remember correctly, it wasn't that good. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I remember now. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. <laughs> like, it wasn't received well. Sure. Um, I remember I tried watching it, and it. I just. I ended up not finishing it. Um, I was at my mom's house because she was watching it, and when she was watching it, I was just like, "Oh, okay, like I'm, I'm gonna stick around for this." It was so over the top action where I was just like, mm, "I think I'm good. Like I, I don't think I need this because I, I, I just I wanted what it, what, what like the girl with the dragon tattoo is, and all three of those are fantastic. The girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl who kicked the hornet's nest, all those are fucking awesome. But hey, it is what it is. But Let's talk about some motherfucking facts. Movie facts. And there we go. Now, I love the facts of this movie because it is bananas on what has, like, the things that they have did in this movie. Stephen Lang wore contact lenses that greatly restricted his vision, particularly in low light. The other actors in the scene taking place in the dark wore lenses that made them look like they had dilated pupils, but also greatly restricted their vis- their vision, so they still couldn't see. That's awesome. So good. So good. Love that. Um, the film's budget was less than $10 million, which we announced earlier, but in two months after release, it grossed over, 100, over $140 million. Fantastic. So crazy. Stephen Lang only has about 13 lines of dialogue in the whole movie, most of which come near the end of the film. (laughs) Exterior shots of the house were filmed in Detroit. Interior shots were filmed 4,500 miles away near Budapest. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Holy crap. Oh, here you go, actually, uh, Freddie. This is what you announced earlier. Ironically, the street where the blind man lives uh, lives is called Buena Vista, which is translated to mean good view in Spanish. Mm -hmm. Type. So crazy. Uh, In contrast to his previous work on Evil Dead, director Fide Alvarez decided this movie would have a lot less... uh, Oh, excuse me. Would have less blood... um, an original storyline, more an original storyline, more suspense, and no dependence on spooky supernatural elements, which he felt was uh, currently overused. Which I agree at that time. I mean, granted, Evil Dead came out in 2013. The Conjuring also came out in 2013. So um, it's or no, The Conjuring come out in 2014. I think that was 2014. Um, Not sure. Let me check. Double, let me fact check myself really quick. No, 2013. I was right. Um, But 
he he definitely was right. Like we had paranormal activity, we had insidious, we had the conjuring. There were so many different types of uh, paranormal movies that were coming out at that point in time. So I I don't blame him for wanting to take a different approach when it came to that. We even had like fucking Cabin in the Woods and all that stuff. So right. there was a lot of supernatural movies that were out. This is definitely um, very original, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I don't know I any other movie like this at all. Yeah. No, same. Same. The film was originally titled A Man in the Dark. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, here you go. The combination of the blind man's safe 2978 uh, is actually director Fide Alvarez's birthday, February 9th, 1978. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. I like there that. We go. Uh, the address for the house used in the film exterior shots of the blind man's home is actually 2488 Buena Vista Street, Detroit, Michigan, 4823. Um, eight. Wow, you go visit it. Uh, when looking at the street view of on Google Maps, most of the neighboring houses um, appear to be abandoned, just like in the movie. In fact, it doesn't look like anything about this location has was changed for the sake of filming. That's so crazy. Shit. Director slash writer Fede Alvarez um, and writer Roto Sayaguas. Uh, Producer Sam Raimi and Rob Tarpet, composer um, Roque Baños, and actress Jane Levy all worked on Evil Dead together. <laughs> That's awesome that he That's kept so cool. like literally everybody. Right. Um, uh, the title of the film Don't Breathe was not revealed until its premiere in South by Southwest in 2016. I like that. Wow. That's that's awesome. Uh all right, let's get a juicy one, and then we're going to go ahead and conclude. The creators of the film initially had an even darker ending in mind. Rocky was not supposed to make it out of the house. Instead, the man locks her up in a cell. Even though the police come to investigate the bu- the burglary, they miss the door to her cell. Um, the writers, um, and they miss the del- the. They missed the door to her cell. The writers thought this ending was too downbeat, so they changed it to Rocky escaping, but the man getting away with his crimes. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I like oh, that. Wait, that, is, that is awesome. I actually kind of wish they did go with that ending because that ending would have been heartbreaking. And, oh, man. that it, I get it, though. I get it. I totally understand. It would be her in her little cell, and then it just pans to a little calendar on the wall, and it's California. The end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. That would be rough. That would be dark. Um, that would be rough. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's let's do one more. Christian lore tells of a devil sitting on the left shoulder whispering evil and an angel on your right shoulder whispering good. Money, the bad influence, is standing on Rocky's left when he dies. Alex, who tried to get Rocky to walk away, later tries to save her, is standing on her right when he dies. Okay. That's really okay. fucking cool. That is really, really cool. Well thought out movie. Yeah. Super well thought out. Wow. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, uh, oh, wait. Hold on. One more. The content <laughs> of the turkey baster director Alvarez said um, he used the same contents in the X-rated film industry uses. 
Oh, that's so fucking gross, dude. Good for him for being practical as shit and taking that to a whole nother fucking level. Now that I remember, I think the first time I watched this movie, like, Mm -hmm. it was weird seeing the turkey baster during, like, Thanksgiving. It made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't eat turkey during Thanksgiving, so I'm, I, that did nothing to me. <laughs> but I feel you. I do remember that. I was like, I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I eat ham during Thanksgiving, so I'm uh, I'm solid. But <laughs> I, can, I can see how that can make you feel definitely really uncomfortable. But let us know what you think about this movie. Like, I definitely want to know. Let us know over on Twitter at Goodnight Life. And that's night with a K. Okay. I want to know what you guys think. This movie's fucking wild. It's insane. I, I've, I've never seen yeah. anything like this it's a ride. since this movie. This movie is so much fun. Um, but yeah, let us know what you guys think. But our next movie that we do have coming up on our list is The Strangers. And we actually have a special guest from the Goodnight Podcast coming on that show, uh, Mike it will be joining us, also known as Chester. I'm very, very excited to have him. Uh, he he actually absolutely adores this movie, so I'm very, very excited for him to uh, come on this show to voice his thoughts on The Strangers. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight, and alongside me, I had Freddy. Spoopy Boys. Spoopy Boys out. Virtual Spoopy Boys, also known as Nighty Night. Our efforts to get this show out is not enough. We need your help to spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Rating us five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone who would actually enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com forward slash goodnightlife, and that's night with the what? Okay. By pledging on Patreon, you have access to the show as early as Monday. If you don't have any bucks to toss, don't worry. A new episode is released every Friday on most podcast services around the world. The world. Remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.